we need the anointing of God. The anointing is that divine enablement of the Holy Ghost or the power of God to operate and function in our life. And some of us men need the anointing of God on our life to really be our father. We need the anointing of God in our life. Some of us business people, we need an anointing. You can go through the motion, and I don't want to go through the motion. You should want to be anointed. You're listening to the Anointed Leadership Podcast with Terry Lynn Scott. Subscribe today to start cultivating more leadership anointing in your life. Now here's your host, Terry Lynn Scott. Everybody, welcome back to the Anointed Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Terry Linscott. I'm so grateful you're joining me again today. Hey, as always, listen, I, just a couple of reminders. First of all, if you've not subscribed to the channel that you're listening to it or the platform you're on, please go ahead and hit the subscribe button and the bell to be notified every time uh, that we, go, we drop one of these. We typically drop these every other Thursday and uh, you'll be able to be notified there. Second of all, if this content that we're going to talk about today is adding value to your life, uh, please drop us a comment uh, or a, a, a review on our platforms. Also, if you wanted to connect with me, go to terrylenscott.com and shoot me an email and let me know that some of this stuff is helping you. I really appreciate those things. And lastly, one of the things that really help us a lot is if you'll hit the share button. Just simply share it to your friends, your family, coworkers, other leaders, pastors, business owners, whatever this is. Uh, that the people that you uh, interact with and have influence with, go ahead and share this if this adds value and kind to, to you as well. I really would appreciate that just to get the word out to help other, other people. Lastly, before we jump in today, we're talking about beating comparison in leadership. How do you beat comparison and continue on with what you believe God's called you to do? And we'll deal with that today. But before we do, I want to remind you of my website, terrylenscott.com. On there's a lot of different things. If this stuff helps you and you would like for me to come in and help your teams, uh, there's a place to request that. There's a place to request being on the podcast, but also there's a question and answer uh, button on there. That uh, last episode we did, we answered a bunch of questions. And uh, so I've got some more, but I'll be answering them over the next few uh, episodes. Uh, so if you have a question for me, go ahead and go to the website and hit the Q&A uh, button, fill out the question, and uh, we'll be sure to answer those as we can on the podcast. Hey, thanks for joining me today. Again, we're beating comparison in leadership today. That's what we're talking about. And again, the Anointed Leadership Podcast is asking the anointing of God, the supernatural of God, to get on us to do everything God's called us to do. And so today, I want to read a verse to you in Galatians chapter 6 four through five in the NIV version, it says each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else for each one should carry their own load. Now that's a whole lot uh, packaged into two little verses there about life, about business, about church, about the call of God, whatever we do. And what we have to realize is we got to test our own works. We have to look at who we are, what we're doing. It's an inward focus rather than an outward focus. And what Paul's teaching the church at Galatia, as well as us today, is that if we will stop looking around us and start looking inwardly, then we can take pride in what we're doing. We can be proud of what we uh, have accomplished, where we're going, what we're doing, how we're doing it. Now, not this negative level of pride, but the pride of saying, I'm proud to be doing what I'm doing. I'm proud of what we've accomplished. I'm excited that we've been able to accomplish or impact people's lives. 
And when you look inwardly, you walk with that level of confidence because you're excited and you have a proudness, a, a pride about you that allows you to continue going forward. The problem is, is when we compare with everybody else, now we're comparing whether we've been successful or not to somebody else. So we don't take a pride, we take jealousy and envy based on somebody else. There's a difference there. I'm talking about the good pride, having, uh, being proud of what we've done, excited of what we've done. You know, this is something I've learned in my personal life, in leadership, in pastoring, uh, as a, in the church world for 30 plus years. It's something that I've learned here. My father-in-law, Jimmy Squires, taught me these things about how do you look inwardly and you eliminate comparison. Ultimately, comparison comes from a level of competition. And what happens is when we are competing with somebody else, let's take church world. If I'm competing with another pastor, I'm no longer kingdom-minded. I'm what Bill Winston says is castle-minded. And I don't want to be castle-minded. I want to be kingdom-minded. So as a pastor, I'm accepting of every pastor in the community that's of God. I will help every pastor in my community. By the way, this is something that I've learned. And I want to talk to you about this today because I think many people in business and in church world are hindering and hurting themselves because of comparison. I think you find it in your everyday life, in your jobs, in athletes, in uh, young people, old people, uh, in, in career fields. It's it, We're always comparison, trying to one-up somebody else. I think if we get this confidence and comfort of who we are and comfortable with where we're going, we're not interested in everybody else. Success does not come, nor is measured by somebody else. It is su success and confidence comes from becoming a better version of myself than I was yesterday. That's true success. That's what Paul said. I've learned to be content with and content without. I'm not interested in what everybody else has. And so I, I wanna just tell you this real quick story before I jump into this and give you a few thoughts is there's a pastor down the street, not less than a mile from us, same type of preaching, same type of faith, same type of doctrine, same type of, uh, we're, we're from different, what you would consider camps, but we, we, we are in the same vein. We believe the same, we preach the same, we have the same efforts in the kingdom. Our ministry helped their ministry establish the building less than a mile from us. We promote that building. We promote that pastor. We help that church. They help us. And that's kingdom-minded. There's no comparison between the two of us. Why? But even though we're in the church, we have the same level of faith, we have the same level of preaching, we both know that when God calls you, when God gives you something to do, nobody can stop you. And God is going to honor what he said. We're not interested in trying to move the hand of God. We're trying to obey God for the hand of God to come upon us. There's a difference in there. And so I'm challenging you this is that I've beat this level of, I beat it every day because every day it comes, competition comes. I'm a very competitive individual and, and you have to beat, especially with social media, especially with reels and, and, and the videos and things that you watch out there, what everybody else is doing. If you're not careful, you're going to begin to compare to what they're doing versus what you're doing. Now, you can take what they do as an idea and doesn't mean you have to compare to what they're doing. You can utilize some of the method, methods that they use to promote, but don't compare it there. 
Let me just talk to you a little bit about this comparison. Number one, comparison will steal your focus, steal your joy, and it will steal your sanity. You'll go crazy. You'll become anxious. Anxiety will run through you. Stress will run through you. You'll get frustrated. You'll be beating your employees, your coworkers. You'll you'll beat your uh, staff. You'll beat your volunteer staff. You'll beat everybody up because they're not doing what somebody else is doing. No, man, you got to realize comparison steals these things. It steals focus because now you're not focused on you. You're focused on what they're doing and trying to keep up with Joneses. And you've heard that saying. So let's not keep up with the Joneses. Let's simply be who we are. I want to realize this comparison fact that this is the comparison factor. It's driven from low self-esteem and an inferiority complex. When you don't know who you are, when you don't understand that God has called you, God has anointed you, now you have this low self-esteem. You sunk in because now you are competing with somebody else. And the competition and comparison will drop that down. You'll have inferiority complexes. Every one of us battle this. We all look in the mirror. We all think these things about ourselves at times. We're not good enough. We can't do it. Who would listen to us? How are we going to be successful? Is it ever going to work? These are levels of comparison and it's driven, it's come driven by these types of attitudes. And we have to fix this. I want to say this thing to you before I give you some thoughts, but God placed you right where you are and no one and nothing can stop what the plan of God is in your life except for you. You're the only one. I'm the only one that can stop Terry Linscott. Nobody else can stop Terry. Nobody else can stop my vision. Nobody else can stop my success. Nobody else can stop my mindset, my mental ascent. Nobody else can stop that but Terry. Now, there's a lot of opposition that comes, but when you know who you are, listen, I'm going to say this over and over and over today. When you know who you are, you'll know exactly what you're supposed to do. Stop comparing yourself to everybody else. Compare yourself to you yesterday, and are you a better version today? Are you working out your own salvation? This is what we have to realize. In this mindset, when you know who you are, if God created you on purpose, with the purpose, for a purpose, I believe this, then when if God said this in the book, in the, in the gospels, he said he can build his church next to the gates of hell and hell can't prevail. When you know the rock and the foundation of who you are, when you know who your God is and you know who you are, if you can be built next to the gates of hell and it can't prevail, my goodness, if, if I'm a church, I could be built right next, next to another church and it can't prevail me and the vision God has because it's not about me. It's about God. And so we have to understand we've got to beat this level of comparison in our life. Again, if you know who you are, you'll know exactly what to do. And if you'll do that and that alone and not worry about what everybody else is doing, I promise you, you'll find great success. So let me help you. I wrote a few things down here that I think if we are going to beat comparison, what are we going to do? And, and I, and I want to jump into it quickly today because I think it's a, some really good content. First of all, comparison is if I'm measuring my life, my success, my ministry, my church, my business, my entity, whatever that is, comparing it to somebody else to determine whether I'm going to make it or not, I'm going to succeed or I'm going to fail, I'm going to advance or I'm going to go backwards, I'm now in comparison. If I'm afraid, listen to what I'm going to say, if I'm afraid for somebody else to come in to, let's say this church down the street from me, that I, if I'm afraid of what pastor down the street's doing and where he's at and how close he is to me, now I'm in comparison. There's no fear 
in God. There's no fear in the purpose of God. There's no fear in the plan of God. There's no fear in the things of God. There's no fear. There's no fear. There's no fear. Fear is a sign of comparison. If your stomach gets in knots, if anxiety comes into you, if stress gets all over you because you start thinking about, let, let's say you're a restaurant, let's say you're a breakfast joint and another one pops in. Let's say you're, you're, you're a barbecue joint and another one jumps up and you're selling barbecue and so are they. Now you're in fear of losing clients. What you shouldn't be doing is fearing losing clients. You should be focusing on what you're doing to increase the, the ability to attract more clients, not in fear of what the other company's doing. This is what I'm talking about. When you're in that level of fear and anxiety and stress and worry and irritation, agitation, you can't sleep at night, you can't do anything without thinking about this, this is where comparison sets in and you've got to beat it. And this is how we're going to beat it. Number one, this is how you beat comparison. The very first thing I wrote down is this, water your own grass. <laughs> uh, you've heard this many times, the grass is greener on the other side. No, man, the grass is only green where you water it. Water your own yard, water your own grass. What am I saying, man? Turn your focus on you and your purpose, not on them, not what they're doing. Don't eliminate the fact. You've got to be consciously and intentionally in your mind, establish the idea that I'm not thinking about what they're doing. Man, here, you got to focus on you. Don't go have dinner. Don't go to their church. Don't go do whatever to see what they're doing. Just water your own grass. Where you spend the time and the effort of, and the money, that's what's going to grow. If you're fin spending mental uh, thoughts, if you're, if you're thinking and you're contemplating and you're, you're giving energy and effort to what they're doing, man, you're watering that for them. You're eliminating the, the, the effort into your own and the investment into your own and giving it to them. And you don't even realize that. You're actually killing your own vision by worrying about what they're doing. So you got to realize that this is, you got to make, make conscious effort to shut everyone else's purpose off and pick up your own baton. You got to pick it up and run your race. You have to do it. It's watering your own grass. Can I say it again? When you waste time on watching others, you miss opportunity to invest in you and your own agenda. You've got to invest. Invest what? Time, effort, energy. Think about your agenda. Think about your plans. Think about your goals. Think about where you're going. Learn to think about where you've come from and where you are and to where, where you're headed. Think about decisions that advance you. Not compete against them. Not compare to them. Not to look like them. Not to be attractive like them. You focus on you. Water your own grass. Number two, unlock the power of contentment. Woo, you've got to unlock the power of contentment. You and I, we have to learn what it means to be content. We must learn that contentment is a, is a benefit for us. It, it's not just becoming idle. It doesn't mean you don't have goals and you don't have des desires and you're not going to advance and become something better. It just simply means be content right where you are. I say it like this, contentment simply means you have peace where you are on the way to where you're going. You have peace right where you are. If you start comparing yourself to what everybody else is doing, you eliminate the peace of where you are. You're, you say, I wish we were like that. I hope we can get there. I wish we were doing this. I, I don't understand why we're not doing this. Why can't we be like them? That's not peace. 
That's comparison. And that's not contentment either. That is now worry. Contentment says, I'm happy where I'm at because I know who I am, I know where I am, and I know exactly where I'm going, right? You can't change, watch, you can't change something you don't acknowledge. So if you are comparing to where they are, you'll never have peace to where you are. And contentment says, this is exactly where I am. We turn an inward focus and we are become content where we are because you can't change something you don't acknowledge. Come to, com come to complete peace right where you are. Focus inwardly. Water your own grass. Unlock the power of contentment. Watch. And when you start focusing on where you are, content right where you are, now what you do from the place that you are, that's where you make decisions to move you are in the right directions to where you're going. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. You concern yourself on you, your agenda, your, your, your vision, your plan, your purpose. You do that because when you start turning it inwardly and you know where you are, now you can make decisions that will move you in the right direction for greater success but you can't make decisions based on them, you'll start applying or adding to your own agenda and it'll ruin you, it'll destroy you. Number one, water your own grass. Number two, unlock the power of contentment. Number three, whew, practice gratitude. It almost goes in line with contentment, but the reality is you've got to become grateful. You know, you, you gotta begin to look inwardly to what you have so you can refoc refocus on where you're going. Be grateful where you are. Be completely grateful where you are. Learn to think about where you are, where you've been. You're not where you were yesterday. You're not where you were 10 years ago. You're not where you were uh, 20 years ago. Be grateful. Man, look at where I'm at. Thank you, Jesus, for helping me. Thank you, God, for helping me. Thank the staff around you for where they've got you to. Thank the team around you for how they've helped you get where you are. Become grateful for what you have. I, I really like looking at it this way because when you are thankful for what you have, you'll end up having more. Because you're now interested, you do understand what you do have. Think about your children. Man, if you have kids and then today, man, they, they get Christmas presents, birthday presents. Uh, they get all kinds of stuff. It's like, what do I buy my kids for Christmas, right? Some of y'all have that, that, that problem. The thing is, is they're not grateful for where, what they do have. They don't even see what they have. They only see what they don't have. It creates irritation, frustration, attitudes, problems. But turn the focus away. Be thankful for what you, what you do have because when you think about what you have and you're thankful for it, you'll have even more. Watch, because if you concentrate on what you don't have, watch, you'll never have enough. You'll never, ever have enough if you don't focus on what you do have. Think about it. Get the gratefulness in you. Grateful for what you have, who you have, the product you have, the people that you have, the, the, the team that you have, the staff that you have, the, the clients that you have, the customers that you have, whatever it is, whether it's business or church, man, don't compare. Listen, I'm in a community of like 26 or 27,000 people. There's no way I'm going to have 26 or 27,000 people in my church alone. I'm grateful for the three or three to 500 people I have right now. I'm grateful. And there's many more out there. Stop worrying about how many other everybody else has. Be grateful for what you do have. See, focus on what you have. Don't folk be grateful for it. Hey, one, listen, one is water your own grass. Two, unlock the power of contentment. Three, practice gratitude. Four, focus on your assignment or your vision. This is, this is huge for me. If you're getting it, if, how do you get comparison? You focus on you. Focus inwardly. Don't worry about what everybody else does. Don't worry about the new thing popping up in town. Don't worry about the new one walking into town. Don't worry about that. That you should never have that as an agenda. It should never put knots in your stomach. You should never be upset about it. You should never complain about it. Man, you should rejoice. 
Why? Because it's another level of support for you. Come on. But you've got to focus on your assignment. Habakkuk 2 says, write the vision, make it plain. Let the reader run with it and it will come to pass. It's very simple. Focus on your vision. Read your own vision. Make that vision clear. Run with that thing. Don't read everybody else's. You're not running with it. Stop comparing by picking up theirs and reading it. Just read on yours. Instead of focusing on others, reestablish your focus where you are compared to where you were last year. This is how you refocus it. Just go back and evaluate where you were last year and where you are today. Are you in a different place? Yeah, you are. Are you better than you were last year? Yes, you are. Are you doing more than you did last year? I'm sure of it. So that's how you refocus on your own agenda. Just compare yourself to you. Don't compare yourself to somebody else. Always be a better version of you. Don't try to be a better version of the entity, the customer, or the the product you sell, or the church that you are. Don't be a better version of somebody else. Be you and enjoy it. Where you are, listen, this is another thing about focusing on your assignment. Where you are today is not the end of your journey. It's not the end of your book. It's not the end of the movie. It's not the end of the reel. It's a snapshot of every decision you've ever made to date. That's where you are today. Refocus on you and watch. What matters is this. What decisions are you going to make today that changes your tomorrow? Not based on somebody else, but based on your goals, based on your purpose, based on your vision. And here's the thing that matters. When you make those decisions, it's the mindset and the attitude toward where you are going. I'm not interested in every other church in our community. I'm not interested in in another pastor in our community. I'm no offense to them, but I'm not interested in what they're doing. I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to do. And every decision I'm making is based on the vision in my heart, not what everybody else is doing. And I'm enjoying great success. Listen, you got to focus on your assignment. One, water your own grass. Two, unlock the power of contentment. Three, practice gratitude. Four, Focus on your assignment and number five, number five, this is a quick one today. Number five is this, don't let fear guide your decisions. Don't let fear. This is a key component because you're either, you're either in faith or you're in fear. Fear is, in, is a level of comparison. Faith is believing in you. If you believe in you, you believe in your vision, you believe in your agenda, you believe in your uh, 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 situation, things you're doing, man, that's, you're going to make decisions based in faith. If you don't believe in yourself, you're going to easily compare yourself to everybody else because you're more interested in what they're doing. Decisions are based in faith or fear, and don't let fear guide your decisions. Your decisions must be made in line with what you believe about yourself and your organization or your church, not what others may think or, or, or what they may do. You must make them based on your vision. Make them based on your, don't make them based on everybody else. We've tried that in our ministry. We've tried to add programs and things, but it was what everybody else was doing. It's not what we were doing. You can't make decisions in fear. Make them in faith. Most of the fear is driven from comparison. Eliminate that and you will find faith again. I believe this. Listen, man, comparison will destroy you. It will kill you. It will be the knife stuck into the balloon and let all your air out. Beat comparison by watering your own grass, right? Uh, uh, Unlocking the power of contentment, practicing gratitude, right? Focusing on your assignment and don't let fear dictate your decisions. Hey, I hope this stuff, this content helps you. If you want some more of this, I got more of this. We're going to break this down even more as we continue. But listen, leave me a comment, hit the like button, share this with somebody today. Hey, beat comparison in your life and do everything God's called you to do with the anointing of God to accomplish everything he's told you to do. I call you blessed. Until next time, enjoy your day.
Connect with Terry on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts to help this message reach more people so together we can create anointed leaders all over the world. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, we're believing God with you and for you that whatever you put your hand to will prosper in Jesus' name.